Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Welcome back to Season 4 of Convert Central Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore regardless of whether you are converts, born Muslim or prospective Muslim Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays and our community events are held every month Be sure to join us whenever you can and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok Recommend any of your convert friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, uh, we started off our season 4 already by um, talking about a convert story like we always do. And we also talked about you know the preparation for Ramadan. And right now we are recording this maybe mid of March and it's really, really very close to Ramadan. It's just a few weeks away. And as always, we always feel a sense of, you know, uh, excitement. But at the same time, we feel a sense of a little bit of fear, you know, think about how am I going to prepare for Ramadan? What am I going to do for Ramadan and everything? And this year, Commerce Central is going to be part of your process of preparing for Ramadan by starting off with the second series of the year called Ikrat Reflections. So essentially, this series is going to talk about the journey of Muslims in our community, whether they are born Muslims or converts in their learning the, of the recitation of the Quran. So inevitably, in our challenge, uh, in our journey of learning the Quran, we'll meet some challenges. Sometimes we hit a roadblock and, and we sometimes we get detached from the Quran a little bit. We might get discouraged in learning the Quran and that's normal. You know, a lot of us face the same journey, be it whether we are born Muslims or converts, it's the same struggle that we learn. Um, that we face, you know, in, in Singapore, it's difficult to pick up a new language or to even learn how to recite in a new language. From coming from a secular background, we always, most of the time, converse in English or our mother tongues. So hopefully with this series, we're going to uncover some of the challenges and uh, of our guest speakers and also talk about some of the learning points they've had through their journey to help them with reciting the Quran. And with that, we hope that every one of us, including myself here, can be inspired to get closer to the Quran, to recite the Quran more in the month of Ramadan. As you know, some of the practices in the month of Ramadan include finishing, finishing the recitation of the Quran, the entire Quran in the month of Ramadan if you're able to and definitely there are some art organizations out there in our community like Darul Agam they organize a Tadarus club which essentially means they split up the recitation of the Quran in the month of Ramadan uh, across a group of people and in the whole month of Ramadan they finish the Quran together so you can definitely do that but inshallah uh, hopefully for those who are still struggling listen to this series and inshallah you'll feel more motivated and perhaps get some good tips to continue learning the Quran it's not too late we still have a few weeks left to brush up on our recitation and inshallah have a good Ramadan this year so uh, enough of me speaking this is the first episode so uh, we have to introduce the guest speaker with us with us today we have Sis Lydia uh, she's from Daru Gufan News and uh, inshallah she'll be sharing with us her journey today but before that I'll just get her to introduce herself so Sis Lydia would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself Hi, my name is Lydia. I'm 27 and I'm currently working in shipping, but I've, I'm a part of uh, Masjid Gufan's youth. Okay. How, how long have you been a part of uh, Gufan youth? I think since 2018, 2019, so that's about mm. three, three to four years. Yeah. How, yeah. how has the experience and the journey been uh, being with a youth group in Darul Gufan? Oh, it's been very exciting. <laughs> I mean, I joined pre-COVID, so there were a lot of things to do yeah. and COVID yeah. hit, everything went online. Yeah. So, no, I just miss everything pre-COVID. <laughs> oh, so, so like because of COVID, a lot of things wind, winded down in, in, in the youth group. Now, yeah. I guess you guys are trying to restart it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I, I, I'm guessing there are some interesting you know, events happening in Ramadan. So, uh, if you guys, anyone is interested to join as a youth of Darul Gufran, then please, please do keep updated in, on their Instagram that we will probably tag on our podcast uh, poster on Instagram later. So, uh, let's jump straight into it, shall we? Um, 
for you, you know, at which age do you start to learn the Quran and like how how did you start to learn the Quran? Was it through family or like through your interests or through madrasa? What was it? I started because I went to an Islamic kindergarten, so I started learning the hurufs ever since I was very young. And then ever since I was in primary school, I went to madrasa and then had you know those ngaji classes at home. Yeah. So I started learning since very young, but I wasn't interested because it was something. Like, my parents made me do it. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. It was an extra class at school every day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when, when you start, you said kindergarten, right? And that was yeah. maybe like four or five years old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how about today? Like, uh, how is your, you know, recitation of the Quran today? Do you think that you are able to confidently recite it uh, on your own? I'm, I'm still learning. I'm not 100% confident and very fluent in it. But, right. Right. I mean... Ever since I started getting a bit more serious in reading Quran, I'm more confident in reading certain surahs. I see. And, and that's, I guess that's most of us, right? Um, we, we are never really fully confident of, you know, uh, reciting the Quran ourselves or so because in every day we make some small mistakes here and there. But you mentioned that you got more serious in learning the Quran. Uh, when, when was that? And like, how, how, how was your progression? of like you, You're 27 and then you started at 4 to 5 years. So there was like a journey of 20 years. Like when, when do you really get started to get serious in learning the Quran? Yeah, in the beginning, I wasn't very interested. I was very lazy. <laughs> I didn't want to do anything. But I think when I was maybe 17 onwards, then I learned more about Islam. I learned more about um, the benefits of reading the Quran and... Uh, you know, everything that comes with it, then I started to, okay, I, <laughs> I should get more serious in learning all of this. And then when I was sitting in uh, about 20-something, 21, 22, I started to go to classes where they teach like tafsir and the, you know, the stories behind the Quran, the stories behind the surahs. And then I got more interested in reading it because I actually understood like what was the story behind what I'm reading. Not yeah. like exactly what it is, but at least I know what I'm reading. Yeah. And that, that helps with the interest in reciting yeah, the Quran, right? Yeah. yeah. For you, over the years, what, what were the most difficult parts about learning the Quran? Was it for you the hurus or the tajweed or maybe like the, the fact that you have to recite the Quran without any assistance? What was the most difficult uh, jump for you, you know, in learning the Quran? Uh, it's definitely the hurus and the pronunciation. Like, I was very scared I was going to pronounce something wrongly. And also getting motivated to start reading in the first place. <laughs> um, I, I, consistency is definitely difficult, right? Um, when, which, which do you think was the period of your life where you were the most consistent in reading the Quran? Um, yeah, I think when I was in uni, because I was in uni overseas. And mm. during Ramadan, I mean, Ramadan was exam period. I was really stressed. Yeah. And I was overseas, so nobody else there. Then I started to read the Quran more regularly because I realized that it is an escape. It is, it it soothes the soul. So I, I didn't have to focus on anything else. I just focused on reading and and uh, remembering Allah. And then I guess it really, really helps. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Overseas and when you were alone without much support, that's when you got the most close to the Quran. Yeah. <laughs> subhanallah. So that was that's so interesting. Um, what, what do you think, like, um, for you, you mentioned the huruf was the most difficult part, right? Learning the hurufs and where, where you need to pronounce the sounds, you know, was it a or raw, things like that. Um, and do you have any, like, um, tips on, you know, for anyone who's trying to learn their hurufs now um, to make it easier for them to learn? Definitely get somebody to teach you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> an asatiza is going to be the best person to recognize if you're saying it wrong. 
or trying yeah. all that. If not, then I mean, uh, what I also normally do is I listen to the recitations over and over again. I try and try and catch if I accidentally say anything wrong. Right. But right. yeah, I think that the best way is to have somebody to read it with you or mm. listen to you reading. If or if you're completely if you're not confident in reading it with somebody around mm. and then like listen to the recitations and then you know try and catch all the you know the specific rules that are a bit you know trickier than others. Right, right, right. Um for you when you were learning the Quran, right? Um you mentioned that uh, it's important to get a teacher. Uh, so for you, do you did you recite the Quran once a week with your teacher, or like was it a more often kind of affair? Uh, when I was younger, yeah, I had a teacher once a week to to go through the Quran with me all the way until I finished the Quran. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. only after I got you know more confident in reading myself, and then yeah, I started to do it myself. But I think up till now, I'm still <laughs> consulting with with other people. With yeah, yeah. like just to make sure I'm not reading it wrongly or I haven't been reading it wrongly. Right, it, right. Because it's a it's a continuous learning process. Mm, so mm. um yeah, I think even if you're confident in reading it correctly yourself, just you know, it's best to still consult somebody else just in case. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Um you mentioned that um your your entire journey was was I think I guess like the end of our most of our journey was when we finished reciting the Quran the first time with our teacher, right? That's why we like, okay, that's when you can kind of have the confidence <laughs> to recite yourself after that. And your teachers are okay, like at least they finished the Quran with me once. Um, how long did you take to get there? Like was it a five-year journey? Was it a oh for me it was definitely long. <laughs> yeah, I think it was six, seven years. Six or seven years, how yeah. long? <laughs> And that that was I guess that means you were like eleven or twelve when you first finished. Uh, no, I think I think I only started with the Quran when I was twelve. I think mm, so. Mm. I finished it. Uh, eighteen, nineteen, around there. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's that's a pretty interesting journey. So. A long um, journey, but okay. <laughs> long journey, right? I uh, started at four to five, and, and on and off, you hear, learn here and there. I guess you get yeah. you get the basic of it, and then like when you're twelve. Maybe it's yourself or your parents get get you more involved in reading the Quran. You get a teacher, and then you finish the Quran at seventeen to eighteen years old. Um, you know, like five six years. That's longer than how long I've been a convert. I I took my shahada in twenty eighteen, and that's only four years, right? So Subhanallah, uh, such an interesting story. Uh, I think I th- I think it's a very um, it's quite reflective of mo- what most of us do. I think for us converts, it's slightly different from you guys as born Muslims, right? We don't get to learn the fundamentals of it until we you know come to Islam and. I guess at an older age, learning the hurufs is a little bit more, um, you know, lengthier process for us also. Um, but I think it's it's the same. Like um, most of us struggle with consistency. Most of us struggle with uh, learning the specific rulings. You know, sometimes the ruling is particular hard to learn. Um, but for you, um, I think something that keeps us going always is that we we, we remember that the Quran is such a precious and important thing for us Muslims, right? Um, for you, what is the significance of the Quran as a Muslim? Uh, why do you think it's important to learn? the recitation of the Quran as a Muslim? I mean, uh, recitation is definitely important because it's part of our prayer. Mm. Uh, like, you know, you so at least you have <laughs> Al-Fatiha, the basics, right? It has to be right. But also because, you know, there are so many different benefits that comes with reading the Quran, whether you read it right or wrong. But, yeah. or if you're, if you're struggling reading it, then, you know, there's, there's even more benefits if you're struggling. Mm. And even so during Ramadan where all the all the benefits are like tenfold, twentyfold. Right, <laughs> so it's right. even better. Right, right. Yeah, I, I recall when I was same as you, you know, when I had so much trouble 
learning the Quran, my ustaz would tell me like, don't worry, like you know, every time you read a letter, you have you have you, you have so much rewards. You know, if it's if you're struggling, you have double the rewards of one who's reciting the Quran properly. And uh, I think when when we have the when when we are talking about rewards, it's it's not that alif lam mean is uh, it's, it's not that one word is a reward in itself, but like the the individual who rules that make up the word is is what is one reward in itself. So I I think that's a very important motivation, and especially for Ramadan, right? Uh, Ramadan. As you know, it's, it's coming. And then we also know that Ramadan is the month of the Quran. You know, uh, it's the month that the Quran was re- revealed to the Prophet Wasallam. And also we have uh, a night in, the, in Ramadan called Laylatul Qadr. And uh, with that, it's a lot of significance of the Quran. And for, for you, like, do, how, how is your Ramadan routine when it comes to the Quran? Do you try to finish reciting it in the month of Ramadan? Or uh, what, what, what is your routine when it comes to the Quran in Ramadan? I... I mean, I always tell myself, I want to finish the Quran in Ramadan, but realistically, I never do it. <laughs> so I think, I mean, realistic goal setting is is, is one thing to do. Mm. Um, what I normally do is, I try and finish one juice, the juice Amma, or mm. I try and recite uh, Surah Yasin more often than normal. Mm. But yeah, I mean, even if you cannot finish the entire Quran, or you, you feel like, you know, you're a bit slower, or you're still not so confident in, in reading and everything, and then you feel like, you know, it, you're getting too slow, you cannot catch up with other people who are reading it really fast. I think just focus on one juice is, is fine. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll move on to the last few questions. And I think the next question is, um, um, what are some advices you can give to brothers and sisters who are in the process of learning the Quran? Like, for them to be consistent, or, or for them to, you know, uh, when, when they feel like it's so difficult to learn the Quran, what are some advice that you can give them? Yeah, I think just start start setting like smaller goals that are like reachable, like uh, completing Juice Ama first or the last few surahs first. The one that you know people normally recite during prayer, the shorter mm-hmm. ones. Get more confident reading those surahs first, and then maybe you can branch out to the other ones. And then uh, I think now, uh, I'm not sure during Ramadan if they continue, but probably now, the masjids are doing this. Uh, they will read surah Yasin every Thursday. Mm-hmm. So what? Help me also to motivate was me and my cousins will go to masjid and then we'll recite surah yasin along with them then it helps with you know at least reading the quran even though it's the same surah every week but it's still reciting the quran i, I completely agree uh <laughs> it's important to set smaller goals sometimes it's difficult for us to uh, if, like if it's your first Ramadan trying to recite the Quran, then like it's very difficult for you to finish the entire Quran in Ramadan. I think even very experienced people also sometimes struggle with the difficulty to finish 20 pages in a night for 30 <laughs> nights straight, right? And sometimes you have your lighter to quarter or sometimes you break fast with family and that means you might have to backlog one, one night, which means another next night you have 40 pages and it's a big task in itself. So set smaller goals when you're trying to recite uh, the Quran. Uh, and I think always... Remember that like, Allah has promised that when we are learning the Quran, that He'll make it easy for us in the Quran. And uh, with that promise is comes to light when we you know have sincere intentions and when we have uh, good adab, which is good uh, respect and mannerisms of, uh, towards the Quran. That means you know um, when we when we are not able to recite the Quran properly, we do, we we stay patient. We don't get upset at our teachers or, or the Quran. You know we don't grumble about how difficult to learn the Quran is. We take it step by step. And also that means before we start reading the Quran, we understand what the Quran means. That you know uh, it is integral to our prayer. Sister Lydia mentioned before, and you know it is also the guidebook that Allah has given us. Uh, and and more more you know most importantly, the Quran is the words of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You know when we recite the Quran, you know He is addressing us in the Quran. 
So I remember the significance of the Quran and, and set our intentions right to learn it. And indeed, Allah would, would ease us. And we, I think many of us, we realize that after we learn the Quran for a period of time, there's a, there's a, there's a short period of time where we get very, uh, very competent, very quickly at reading the Quran. Like it, it, it just feels like we, we've kind of broken through that block, you know, like we're going to, we have the same standard reading the Quran for like the first two years. And suddenly like the next six months, we improve so quickly. Right, and, and that, isn't that the ease that Allah has given us, you know, after we, he, he tests our sincerity and all, and then he, he makes it easy for us. So, subhanAllah, thank you so much for the uh, advice that you've, you've given. And I, I completely agree that um, when sometimes we feel down in reading the Quran, if it gets quite repetitive after a while, it helps to, to learn about some of the surahs that we're reading. And definitely in the month of Ramadan, there are some uh, organizations also, they do, um, talk about maybe just 45 minutes of a particular chapter of the Quran. Maybe Surah Tufatiha, Surah Ikhlas, when Naratul Qadr is coming up towards the end of Ramadan. A lot of, a lot of places do talk about that. So if you guys want to stay motivated, inshallah, in the, in the month of Ramadan, then, then catch these places and then inshallah, listen to the uh, interpretation of the Quran and you will feel more motivated to learn the Quran more. So uh, at the end of this podcast, I'd just like to, you know, give uh, Sis Lydia some time to talk about um, getting the use of Darul Gufan involved in, you know, uh, in, in the activities of the masjid. I think it's a very important thing, especially now since we are, we are more able to go back to the masjid uh, in, in due time. Uh, then this is then our chance to reconnect with the masjid uh, in the month of Ramadan. And the masjid is the place where Allah loves the most because this is where uh, the, the activities that Allah loves the most are conducted. You know, zikir, salah, jamaah, reading the Quran. So it, it's a very good opportunity for us to engage in such a diverse set of acts of worship in the month of Ramadan in the masjid. So uh, maybe um, CCJ, I'd like to talk about how, you know, Darul Gufran is trying to reach out to the youth, some plans you guys have, or just some sentiments you have towards the youth, you know, uh, inshallah. Yeah, Ramadan, there's always something special about being in a masjid in Ramadan, even if there's nothing much going on because, you know, we still have some social distancing kind of stuff and we can't do much, as much as, as we did with COVID. But there's still trave, there's still kiam, there's still bubo, <laughs> bubo packing. But, you know, even if there's nothing much going on in the masjid, uh, as much as before. I think just being in the masjid, being with other people during Ramadan, it feels different. It, it feels more calming <laughs> in a sense. Uh, and, and yeah, I think something exciting is going to happen in Darul Gufan this, this Ramadan. So I will urge you guys to stay tuned to both of our Instagrams, Convert Centrals and Darul Gufan Youth Instagram. And inshallah, we hope that all of you guys who are interested, you can participate in some of the activities that we'll be planning in Ramadan. But more importantly, allow Ramadan to be a time where you reconnect with the Quran. That's the most important in our own journeys. I think in the past three years, we probably have learned that to take Ramadan as a personal journey because of the isolation that we have. And not just for converts this time around, but for born Muslims as well. At times, when we do need a community, then you know, know that it's out there for us, be it at the masjid or at Convert Central. So thank you so much, Sis Lydia, for joining us. I think it's been pretty interesting to listen to a, a journey from uh, born Muslims. Their Quran journey is so much so different from mine, you know when I first started to uh, reset and learn the Quran. Uh, thank you for gracing us with your presence and your story. Uh, and inshallah, uh, we hope that we will be, we'll be able to see you uh, in the month of Ramadan as a Convert Central team and uh, see the team of, uh, from Darul Gufran. Inshallah. So I think we will end this um, podcast by resetting Tasbih Kafara and Surah to Asaf and uh, inshallah to hope for the forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in the case we see anything wrong. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika ashadu ala ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubi ilaik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal asal wa innal insana lafi khusr illa ladhina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasabil haqi wa tawasabil sabr. 
Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.